Welcome to We're Not Wizards. We are the best, but not wizards. Enjoy the show! hunting haggis round the hills um, I went on a foraging and I collected various kind of black currants and grapefruit and um, lychee and made myself a kind of a cordial which you see you see in front of you obviously um, with the drops of blood from the English pretty much because uh, that's 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 not true at all so okay mm. So <laughs> remember, you said remember you said yes. You said yes. This is anybody oh, who no. does this because I, I mean you know. I, I listened to them before I come on anything, so I I, I knew what this was. You'd be, you'd be amazed at the number of people, <laughs> the number of people that don't, and then go. You got a list of questions for me, and it's like this is not no. This is not this is not how this works, you know. <clears throat> The thing was, right, if Steve, if uh, Stephen, if William had been on, or do I call you Stephen or do you call you Skippy? I go by Skippy for my game-related stuff, yeah. Do you? Yeah. Well, Stephen Brown is far too common of a name, right? Like, like that's not going to stick. But, and you had him on, Johnny Pack. I, I learned from him, right? His name's not Johnny Pack, but no, Johnny, Johnny Pack Canteen. Yeah, but Johnny Pack sticks in your brain, right? It's, it's. Johnny Pack does. Johnny Pack does stick in your brain, and and that's what he puts on the boxes, right? He has Johnny Pack on the boxes, so I'm I'm just copying him. Yeah, not as well, but you know, <laughs> I I think it's fine. So Skippy Brown, yeah. See, that sounds like a kind of a a kind of one of those craft beers that you get. Uh, <laughs> you know the ones that they say it's like fermented in like fermented in his in a badger sock, and then you know they kind of reverse distillate it. And then it's left in a cask of despair. See, I would, um, I would before just, it's let out free kind of thing. I would just imagine it's one that they had peanut butter to. Peanut butter is slowly becoming my food of choice. It's just becoming, and it's not peanut butter by itself, because you're right. It's like, what's the, it's, it reminds me of one of the ridiculous jokes in the world, which is, you know, um, uh, what's the difference between peanut butter and an elephant? And it's like, well, you know, an elephant doesn't stick to the roof of your mouth when you eat it. Um, <laughs> I don't know that to be true. I mean, they could. There is the. I mean, it, potentially, you know, if you're trying to eat an elephant, I suppose that's the whole thing. How do you eat an elephant a bit at a time, time yeah. I guess. But there's a whole, there used to be a whole host. This is back in the day where jokes didn't have to be kind of edgy or controversial. It's like, how do you tell an elephant sleeping next to you in your bed? Because there's a big E embroidered in its pajamas. Mm. You know, how do you tell an elephant's been hiding in your fridge? There's footprint, There's footprints in the butter. And that was also back in the day where you had butter on a tray. I mean, we call those dad jokes out here, right? Those are... They are... No, I mean, they're absolutely... I am thoroughly yeah. into kind of like dad joke world kind oh, of yeah. thing. So, yeah, you know, I'm there too. Um, I'm there too. I was... 
I'd almost considered if your brother had been on because I know he's a bit of a is he not a bit of a he's a bit of an actor. He he is much more quick witted than I. So it would have been a disaster for me <laughs> to have him on because he right he can improv. He's quick witted. He's he's funny. Like when I play D and D with him, like it's it's it's. I'm I'm the boring guy who just rolls dice, and and he's the one who comes up with the funny stuff, and it's fast and it's paced, and he's the one everyone remembers. I'm just the guy sitting next to him, you know. How many games has he designed though? Well, uh, I think How I think zero. No, no, zero. How many games have you designed, Steve? Oh, design. Well, yeah, I can be involved. I in. got seven designed, but only one signed. See, so. I mean, so I mean. That's one nil. I mean, it's oh, all wow. very well going. I'm, I am Thosius of Escabato, and yeah. I am part mage and part imp, and I do magic spells. And it's like that's amazing. How many games yeah. have you had signed? Of course, he can. And he's like, Man. he can come back with how many of us have channels with over like five thousand subscribers, and I'll be like, okay, you win. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, a guy that puts up tents for a living—you never seen this. There's a guy that's on YouTube, right? And what he does. Is he just puts up tents? He gets sent tents, right? Right. He gets sent tents, different types of tents every week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And he makes <laughs> he makes board gaming look like one of these part time hobbies because he's got about twenty sub twenty million subscribers, and you know every single channel he has, he's kind of like got you know every wow. single video he puts out, he gets about seventeen thousand hundred million views on it, There's and it's just him going. And today, this week, I've been given the Forest Master 3000, <laughs> and we're just going to pitch this tent. And that's what he does, and he pitches the tent and shows people how to pitch it, and then he gets millions upon millions of views. So, I mean, there's a person who just just dissects candy bars. Yeah. On the internet. Uh, he has millions, of, or she. Uh, they don't ever show their face. They just show them dissecting candy bars. That's all they do. It's just, a, and then you think about all these poor... These won't some people won't somebody think of the the board game media people, um, you know, with their uh, you know put, spending hours learning, filming, playing games, giving an opinion, and they're getting like they're putting a video out and they get like twenty views. Yeah, and that must be kind of like a soul destroyer. Let's start a show. I think we've warmed up. <laughs> This this been warm up. Do you know what the worst thing was? No, the best thing was I was going to start with a song because I think being this up this early, what time is it in the just now for you, Skip? It's it's almost noon. Almost noon. It's almost noon on a Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And I'm interrupting you from having a lion. Well, I'm the one who made you not do it on a on a weeknight. So right, so you you're giving up a a. a Right, a weekend evening. Yeah, so I, know. I appreciate I know. that. I know, I know, I know. We're we're too far in to do an introduction now, but we're just going <laughs> to kind of do an introduction. Um, you know. Hello, and welcome to another episode of We're Not Wizards. My name's Richard. I'll be your host for <laughs> the disaster that is the middle of August. Because I'm not. I'm. I'm telling you. I'm thinking. I'm considering building an arc. The amount of rain that's happening at the moment is just absolutely dreadful but you know we shall prevail I, I managed to walk the dog earlier on i managed to walk the dog in this half hour slot where there wasn't any rain at all um i don't know if it's got something to do with the tides i don't know if it's got something to do with kind of like you know i don't know the the moon you know because at the moment i'm having to try i'm having to travel i'm having to go quick you know you could almost say 
I'm in a bit of a lunar rush. Now, <laughs> sometimes you walk in, I feel I feel cold, I feel warm, I feel hot. The weather's just changing all the time. Sometimes I feel dead. Sometimes I feel alive. I can't have it both ways or two ways. There's only thing. But then again, I'm okay with it or I'm excited with it. I don't know. I feel quite jumpy. I feel even a little bit skippy. <laughs> so, what way to tie there's it only all one together. thing to do in that situation. <laughs> don't interrupt me. I'm like Eminem. I'm in mid-flow. I'll take you down. <laughs> I want to talk about Lunar Rush from Dead Alive Games. There's only one person who I am going to speak to about that. That is the wonderful, fantastic Skippy Brown. Hello, Mr. Hello. Brown. Hello. How are you doing, first of all? You well? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Good. I, I, I'm really excited. I just found out the, uh, the mass number of copies made it on the ship. And so they're, they're en route to the United <laughs> States. So that's, that's really good news. That that is that is kind of what it's the little wins. I don't think um, I don't know if ever anybody's ever done a kind of like a, a board game about logistics shipping of board games because that in itself seems to be like some kind of game in itself, basically, as in kind of getting the stuff and then it's like you win victory points. Why do I win victory points? Well, because your games got on the boat <laughs> <laughs> which 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 you don't know until after the boat's left right like they don't let you know, <laughs> know. right it's because they don't want you complaining no before it leaves that you're not making it on the boat it's it's i i don't get it i'm glad i don't have to get it but it just sounds miserable like every week you're waiting to see if you're on the boat are you on it is it like a case of is getting on the boat like the ultimate Tetris puzzle that they have all the different kind of containers and crates and then depending on who's in the queue, they decide to slot you in to the next boat because we've all seen the... I think we've all seen the pictures of the big boats and they just look like huge, amazing kind of puzzles. And you've got to wonder, you always see people will see third one, third one in, seventh row down, that's... That's my one there. I can recognize the kind of, the kind of container. Is it still been as much of a logistical issue, kind of getting stuff kind of out of China, or has it kind of calmed down? I mean, are you where are you in terms of? Because um, where are you in terms of kind of being on time or being behind? Are you a usual Kickstarter guy <laughs> about six months behind? Or well, all this I have to give full credit to. Bernie and Brendan did a live games, right? They, they've oh. done all this stuff, but right. they, they had said our original goal was November. And right. so th they may still beat it. And, and the ones who picked up their, they actually were also at Gen Con were giving out to any backers who showed up, they give them all their stuff they could. So some backers wow. already have it. So that's, wow. that's incredible. So they're going to make November. That's they're going to make the deadline. Can you believe it? You, be you better run about and touch some wood. <laughs> you got to touch wood yeah, here. Yeah. Skippy, got to be, yeah, <laughs> gotta they're, be doing They're going to make it. Gonna be fine. They're going to make it, which is it's just spectacular. I mean, it's, that's what's great about working with them is they, they, mm. they do the things the right way. They they picked a deadline they can make. They made a deadline, mm. right? Mm -hmm. they, they flew a few copies out for Gen Con, but any backer yeah. who walked up could have it. They could wow. walk away with it, which is what it should be, but that's not what it always is. Yeah. I think I think more often than not, when it comes to Kickstarter, what you hear, unfortunately, is tales of 
the retail editions have been produced quicker or are easier to ship out than the Kickstarter exclusive editions. And so you get people kind of going, oh yeah, you know, I know we've not had an update, but I just went along to your, I I went along to your stand and I noticed that you're selling kind of retail editions of a game that I backed and allowed you to print. And you sometimes hear that at time. And it's like, yeah, I mean, there's part of me that goes, yeah, that must be terrible. But there's also part of me that's saying, well, you're kind of helping. You give, you kind of help fund the idea. And part of that is also kind of, you know, the business can't kind of hold up on something like Gen Con, which is a huge, massive selling opportunity and say, we're just going to kind of, we're just going to kind of hang back, especially when there seems to be so many costly little things that can kind of happen when it comes to kind of like kind of games production. So have you, have you been kept quite involved in the kind of the process from through the kind of the Kickstarter? Have you been able to kind of like, have you had like regular meetings, irregular comms from the guys about kind of progress where things kind of are? I would say more than, than most designers. Now, A, I'm more interested because it's, it's the only game I have signed is the only game I have coming out. Right. Yeah. So, so it can take more of my focus, but it's also me learning more about the steps and everything they got to go through, which yeah. can only help me do better for someone else later. Right. As, as I understand yeah, yeah. more what the other half has to do, right. I can be better prepared for that. Uh, so I, I've been, I'll say more involved uh, than I think uh, most desires are, but also right, it's, it's, it's my only baby. So I am more involved. Yeah. I mean, Luna Rush at a rat. Let me just, I'm just, it came in with just over 33 kind of thousand dollars. Um, and it's being, as you say, it's in the process of kind of getting fulfilled. But if we jump back, way, way back, how long, how long had you been, you say you've got a couple of designs. So how long had Luna Rush been sitting there before it was actually signed by Dead Alive Games? So Lunar Rush was signed, I'll say fairly quickly. I had, I had started pitching it to, to a couple mm-hmm. of companies um, mm-hmm. and uh, got turned down. And Bernie was one of my playtesters helping me playtest right. it. And after it got turned down by a couple, he's like, well, that's not smart. I think this is excellent. Would you mm-hmm. consider us publishing it? I didn't really think he was serious. And yeah. I don't know that he thought I would seriously consider it. And it actually did take mm. Will kind of pushing both ends to point out, hey, they're serious about signing it and and pushing like he's serious about signing with you. Right. So it kind of yeah. kind of took that that middle person to help convince both of us that that we were both being serious and not just, you know, talking. Um, yeah. But so it was signed, I would say. Three months after I f- well, four months after I first pitched it is is when wow. they signed it. Yeah, um, yeah. Which to me sounds really fast, but I've had nothing is, else yeah. signed, so I'll say it's very fast. I think that's really quick. I think sometimes it depends on. I think um, what I didn't realize and what I've learned over the last couple of years is that it takes. It can take um, some some the way some companies work is they have like an intake. It's almost like they work like a college. We have, you know, we have, you know, we have the fall intake and and we're going to be signing kind of five games or we're currently taking what we're going to hopefully kind of produce for 2023, 2024. 
So they kind of sign them in advance. And then it's, it's not a case that it's not ready to go. Sometimes it's just like, well, we've got other projects we're kind of committing to before we kind of before we kind of kind of put them out i never fault a company either because let's say they just signed another euro or they just mm. signed another race game and i'm pitching a race it, it, they may even think my race game is better but it doesn't matter they just signed one right so yeah so there, exactly. there's all kinds of timey things that have nothing to do with me or my design necessarily right there's so many other nuances that go into this right i don't i don't begrudge right oh we already have too many midweight games we're looking for lightweight yeah. right now or heavy yeah. right there's so many things that go into it that, and you know, a lot of publishers struggle to make good money and they need to make money to stay in business. So I don't begrudge them one iota um, for anything they pick. Um, mm. It's right. It's, it's the nature of the beast for them. So let's, let's, let's push the clock back to kind of Casio time. Let's talk about the eighties in the 90s and the noughties and stuff like that. Um, when you were growing up, was were, was kind of like, was tabletop a part of that? Was it something you kind of got into kind of steadily? I mean, what was your kind of journey in terms of kind of your, your embrace of cardboard, as you would say? So as kids, we would play, right, the, the, the Monopoly, mm-hmm. the Parcheesi, mm-hmm. Sorry, Right. Mm-hmm. The uh, trouble, you know, where you pop the little bubble thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. We, we had those and yeah. we would play them some. Um, right. They're not. They're great games because you'll play them, but they're not really great games. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's yeah. not a lot of decision space and, yeah. and, and meaningful choices. So and then I do remember I played in high school. Uh, a game of diplomacy and I really liked wow. diplomacy <laughs> right I mean that, that's a, that's a game to get into well right but it, it is somewhat simple and we had a, a yeah. teacher was running it and like we do an hour every week like after mm. class or whatever and it weeks and weeks yeah. I don't think I don't think I've ever seen a game of diplomacy end to be fair right you just you just everybody quits <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but uh, that was different and then yeah. it, they said, well, here's another game. They gave me a game to read about this Avalon Hill game. And I couldn't, I couldn't decipher it. It was, it was way too much. And then I just stopped with games and I, I, I you know, uh, board games, no more board mm. games, um, for, for, I'd say a, a good while, uh, you know, maybe in Axis and Allies once and twice in college yeah, here yeah. or there, but yeah, yeah. yeah, no real board games. Um, what is it you did at college? I mean, I studied. I'm gonna need a little. I'm gonna need a little bit. Well, it, it failed. Studied and failed. Those two things go together, unfortunately. Um, you know, uh, not a not a lot of board gaming or miniature gaming or any of that stuff. That all just kind of took a break. Mm-hmm. Um, after college, I got back into a fair amount of of I'll say light miniature gaming, uh, Mech Warrior. Mage Knight, right? When those clicks and they had organized things and you could go on a weeknight and do a tournament in three hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was all into that. I was I was doing that three nights a week. That was awesome. Wow. Um and then that got you know, they they ruined that. They blew it up like like people are (laughs) wont to do. Right? You got something good, let's 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 ruin it, sure. Um (laughs) which they did, and then you know. 
Were you working at that point then? Had you gone into kind of job job? Yeah, yeah, I, I had job job um, at that point. Um, and so, right, that was a different level where, right, oh, I want to buy half a case? I could do that. Like that was a whole different, <laughs> that was a whole different level of, of being on the game, right? Like not asking the parents for, you know, can I have, you know, yeah. a, a pack of magic cards, right? Like, yeah, like no, that no. was, I, no, I remember Space Crusade coming out and I, I remember it was like, um, at the time it was 25 pounds, which nowadays is like, uh, would be probably a small, it would probably be about 75 quid now to be perfectly honest. And I begged you know, begged my mother and father to kind of buy this thing out of the catalogue because we used to have, you know, catalogues over here and you'd have pictures and, and all you all you had at the time, it's not like nowadays where you've got kind of like reviews and videos and unboxings and everything. You had a you had a catalogue, you had a picture at the front of the box with the kind of the figures around the bottom of it. It was just like one display and I must have scoured that picture for the two or three months it took before the actual game. I didn't realize at the time it was like a pre-release so I was kind of like waiting for it to arrive and I checked like every single week for somebody to turn up with some kind of parcel for me and you know it just it, it kind of took it kind of took ages and ages and like you say you don't think any of it though now. You know, you don't think of it asking permission at that point. As soon as you start to get some money and you're just like, oh, I'm just going to go and I'm going to drop 25 bucks on this and nobody nobody can kind of stop me. So what, um, what kind of work were you doing then? What were you doing as a job job? So uh, I uh, work in the uh, space industry. I work on uh, satellites. So, right, space games are, are natural for me. But you gave the impression that you went to college and you said I failed. Oh yeah, so did certainly. you go to college and not fail? I mean, I failed then... classes. I, I did graduate right. college. I, I certainly failed yeah. my classes here and there, right? <laughs> like no, there was there were there were some that that did not turn out great uh, whatsoever. But yeah, you know, I, I once I once got a, a a six points on a test. That's it, that's impressive. That's it, pre- that's that's pretty good. It wasn't out of a hundred. It was out of 350. So <laughs> that, I, I, I had to drop that class. That did not go well for me. That was. What, cla- that was no, what class was that? That was, see, now, now this is going to sound arrogant, but it was, it was advanced quantum mechanics. But clearly I did not understand anything they were telling me whatsoever. <laughs> I don't, how can you all. fail? How can you fail advanced quantum mechanics? Because oh. surely the answer kind of fluctuates. You know, between two between two kind of things, there isn't any wrong answers oh, to v- advanced quantum mechanics because eventually the answer will be there. You, you would think so. I remember the test. I had two and a half hours. It was four questions, right? Little question right. at the top of the page and the whole page, right? And I read the first question and I cannot find the question. Like, I don't know what it's asking for. <laughs> so I, I look for a question mark, no question mark. I look for what, show, explain, yeah. prove. Yeah. Yeah. I so do not understand this topic. I don't even know what it's asking. So I say, don't freak out. Don't freak out. Go to the second question. I can't find the question. I go to the third question. I know what the question is. I know I can't do it, but at least I know what it's asking for. That's where I got my six points because I wrote a couple of things yeah. and then I just, I didn't know how to do it. And then I go to fourth and there's no question. So I'm five minutes into this, 10 minutes into yeah. two and a half hours and yeah. I'm done. <laughs> So I just sat there for the next two and a half hours, like I'm going to fail this. And I just brain locked and and I failed it. I completely failed that. 
Wow. That was, oh, that was not good. But that obviously things must, things must have worked out for you because you, you see you're working like with satellites. Yes. Yes. I, I would definitely say things worked out, but right, right then when I'm failing that test with a six, <laughs> it doesn't feel like things are going to work out too well. So what do you, do, do you design them or do you monitor them? Do you make sure they continue to work? Is it, you know? Well, right. I've, I've gotten old, so I've done bits of all different parts of yeah. it over, over the yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So I've done where you actually get to command them, right. Send mm -hmm. commands to the satellite, monitor mm -hmm. them. Um, I've gotten to where we've helped uh, to uh, come up with the requirements for new ones, right? Building mm -hmm. the next generation ones, um, right? So all different aspects of it. Um, the only thing I haven't done and I, and I won't be doing is the person actually like, like putting wires on the satellite. I won't ever be doing that. I, that's good because I don't, I, do, I wouldn't trust me with that kind of stuff, right? Actual wiring <laughs> and soldering. No, don't, don't. Just give me, don't. Just give me the hammer. Let's just hit it. Oh, no. We'll geez. just hit it Oof. until it kind of works. Yeah, no, thank <laughs> you. Yeah, don't let me near it. Did um, they sort, was it, did I hear a story recently? Was it the Voyager? Was it one of the Voyager satellites that they, they kind of sent the instructions to get the receiver to point the wrong way? I don't know. I don't know if they ever managed to kind of rectify that. They but. did. They, they took they were able to get the loudest antenna um, mm. on earth and they put mm. it to max power uh, mm. and they were able to yell loud enough that the satellite heard it with its <laughs> antenna a little bit off. And, and, and they told it where to point and it pointed back and it's back They're They're communicating with that's, it again. They saved it, but they also broke amazing. it. So that's <laughs> right. <laughs> like we broke it, but we saved it. Yay. But you broke it. Right. So but whatever. You just imagine you just see those people in the corridor and go, Let's not speak to Kevin. Kevin messed the satellite up. Yeah. Imagine if you were that person that kind of like oh, pressed that button you, and just you, you put feel, that instruction through. Oh boy, you're you're gonna feel awful. <laughs> I mean, right. the, is that the original? Was it the original Voyager or was it one of the newer ones? Well, so there's a, there's Voyager one and Voyager two. Yeah. Um, that was Voyager two, who's actually the further wow. one away. Voyager two's further. <laughs> so you could just imagine getting home. And you, you're arriving and your partner just goes like, so how was so how your day? How's yeah. your day then? <laughs> I, 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 I broke an irreplaceable thing that all of mankind is nowhere close, right? They were launched in 77. Like they're the same age as me, right? They, they, right? Like, like we're, we're not catching up to where it is anytime soon. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, like, it's, like, it's like, what are you doing? I'm just getting a taxi. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to go after it and kind of get it back. Yeah, like, you're never, ever, no. ever, ever seeing that satellite again, which sounds like absolutely, absolutely wonderful. So, spinning this round as we, as I do, um, has your analytical? Because I'm, I'm guessing that you're not the guy that goes. Right, okay, so we want this kind of silver foil here and we want this kind of gold foil here and we want a big, nice stripe down there and the, the satellite is going to look fabulous. Has your kind of your analytical, mathematical mind, has that dictated you a little bit on how you've gone down your kind of like your design journey? Because I'm guessing you're potentially not the type of guy who I'm going to get Flamecraft from. I'm not going to get cute dragons, Skippy. Well, That's what I'm not thinking. 
כן. I mean, they sell, so I, I hope. Uh, <laughs> but to be fair, uh, right, yeah. I, I generally think mechanics first. Uh, there's no yeah. way around it, right? I'm not, I'm not yeah. a, a heavy thematic thinker first. Um, yeah. I have tried to change that. Um, there are times when I start going, okay, well, let me think about, let me try to think about uh, uh, more of the theme first before the mechanics, but that's not where I naturally go. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but I, I try and I'm trying to maybe do some, um, design some more things, not space. Most of my games start with, with something space. Usually it starts with, I want to, I want to show and teach people this mm-hmm. thing about space and mix it into the game. But then I've had games that have developed interestingly, but then I had to drop that thing out because it just doesn't work. Um, yeah. And yeah. even now the two games I've been working on the most have nothing to do with space. So I, I'm branching out slowly. Um, mm. uh, but it's uh, I, I'm generally a mechanics person first, story person mm-hmm. later. Okay. Is there any, are there any games at the moment that are turning your head? That you're making you kind of you've been playing that you've been like oh this is this is nice and exciting i kind of i kind of like that let's see so uh i have a friend and i who who've started on on oath sworn so we've been playing that um, wow is that that's the big that's the, box mega and, story and thing, he yeah. buys all the big box mega stories i mean <laughs> the the i just helped him move into a new house he has yeah. A hundred calyx cubes, right? He has four five by five. Wow. And all the games don't fit in it. <laughs> so he's not he's not the guy that was doing dealing with Voyager 2. Well, if he was, he <laughs> was definitely he has no more money to buy games. But um <laughs> he uh uh yeah, he has a lot. So uh so he has that and and I told mm. him this have you seen the slapshot painting? thing this this yes so yes. i i taught him that and now he's he's going to town he's painting everything before we we play against it because right that's a fairly fast technique yeah and he, yeah, and yeah he's loving it yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i love it too i love it too and so so we're doing that uh i'm interested to see if it gets smoother and easier right one of the things i like games to do is even if they're complex that each time right i, I don't I don't want to keep having to look up the rules over and over and over and over and over oh, every God, game. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 right, no. So we we just played um, too many bones last night, and he wanted to do the undertow, and I I said I didn't want to do undertow because I always have to look up stuff about the 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 specials. So let's just play the regular one, and that went yeah. so much nicer because we only we didn't we looked up two things in a rule book the whole game, right? Because I'm like I like that more when we're not just constantly having to reference stuff. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's my, that is one of my, if if I'm ever going to kind of get, you know, attacked in the car park, it's probably because I am the person that always brings, I always, I am the person that always brings the new games to the club because I have access to, you know, I have access to new games on a kind of a regular basis. But then like the other night, um, the other night I played, um, I played Viticulture and um it just you're right i mean when you when you get a game that you can just sit down you can play you don't even have to have the rules there and you're just kind of getting getting through it then it's such a it's such a joy it's 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 and you and you 
you can go into the mechanics and the mechanics are just clicking and you kind of understand. And the, but there's games that I've played also quite recently that they that they're quite new to me that they seem to kind of like follow that. Um, I started playing Oath, and we had our first game of Oath, and Oath, for, for I think Oath has been built in a lot of people's heads as this huge, kind of behemoth legacy type multiple rules type thing, and it's just like it's kind of like a, it's a pretty kind of fa- fancy kind of almost like a worker placement card drafting card deck handling kind of game you know you 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 play workers you play down cards and you you know you just you try to make certain things happen within a certain set period of time that are going to suit you and have you kind of win that particular campaign but i see what you're saying about kind of like just being able to sit down and and kind of play on that so how with regards to kind of like the your design side of things then in terms of the actual look and feel of the game are you like kind of like lots and lots of white paper kind of post-it notes and stickers on dice and stuff like that type of thing how, how long is it before you kind of bring in the theme to kind of bring into the, the mechanics uh so i think i think it's changed over time right uh, uh, my first game I designed was all done in, in, in meat space. Yeah. Right. And then later put into TTS. And the mm-hmm. second game was kind of middle, middle lunar rush was done completely in TTS, but that's also wow. due to the time period, right? This is 2021, right? Yeah. Like you just, you're not meeting people. Right. So I, yeah. I never had a physical version of it. It was wow. all done in TTS. Um, generally, uh, I, I give myself, a, I at least have an idea of, right. Is this, Right. When I say mechanic, it's not pure mechanics, right? It's not right. I'll I'll put okay. It's going to be in space, or it's going to be fantasy, or it's going to be mm-hmm. right giant monsters. I have something to start with. I'm not just on pure mechanic size because that that doesn't help, right? Like if you're going to make a, a game about smashing buildings, well, you need a reason to be doing that, right? So you gotta <laughs> yeah. you gotta yeah. you gotta yeah. narrow it down a little bit in, in that sense, right? Um, Right, a boss battler. Okay, well, how are we fighting the boss? Right, let's let's narrow yeah. this down a little bit. So yeah. I, I do put uh, some of that. So there's something that starts with it, but then right, it's it's I'll say it's light. Right, the, why are we fighting bosses? I don't know. Right, we, it, it's mm. it's a, we're bad guys. It's a good boss, or it, we're bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah. Right, I, I don't I don't get it into that too much. I don't build that whole story early, um, or you can argue much at all. I'm not I'm not big on that kind of story. I, I don't like writing. <laughs> I don't like writing like rule books. I don't like writing. I don't like writing even, even the cell sheets. I don't like writing like this. Is there, is there quite, is there quite a difference then between you and William in terms of imagination and, and stuff like that? Oh, cause he, he strikes me as, you know, um, he strikes me as somebody who should really consider changing their diet considering the number of board games they seem to consume based on their <laughs> YouTube thumbnails. Yeah. But are you kind of, as personalities, are you kind of fairly kind of diametrically opposed in terms of he's quite, is he kind of the, the person with the flair where you're the person that makes sure that nobody slips on the stage floor right, because right. <laughs> you make sure that the stage is kind of like, properly varnished taken care of and looked after kind of thing. i mean he's definitely the 
the artist side of the brain. I'm definitely the the math mm-hmm. science side of the brain. There's there's no way around it. That that way we absolutely are right. I I never do or wanted to do you know any drama, any acting, any art, yeah. anything like that. I I don't I don't do voices when I play games, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. and I'm bad at it when I try. So that's that only yeah. adds to it. Um, but that's that's exactly where where he resides, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and so, for co- I guess I should explain the context for this that Skippy's brother is William Brown the third, aka uh, he's like the hungry gamer. He does like the hungry views. He um, um, he's introduced me to quite a few different kind of designers as well. So he's he's kind of um, uh, including Seppi Yoon. I'm not sure whether I thank him. For that, yeah. yeah, Seppi's. I, I I listened to his, and there's no way ours is going to be as interesting as his uh, interview. <laughs> um, that, that 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 he's a very interesting fellow. The uh, thing I'll say though is like Seppi is absolutely on the opposite scale of how he designs stuff, yeah. right? Like he is he is theme number one, and then I'm going to yes. jam some mechanics behind it as far as I can tell. Yeah, 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 yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah. he and I do not think the same way at all on on game design and development. But say when it comes to like designing Lunar Rush, because you were using TTS, and I'm assuming that's, I'm not sure if it's as easy or as intuitive to kind of make, I guess it's, once you get used to it, it's fairly easy to kind of make changes to it. Um, as you're going, as you're going through, as you're going through it, how, how much was it, how much did the original design differ from what you finally kind of put on Kickstarter? Did it go through kind of like quite a few kind of iterations? Was it a point you said, right, I got to leave this alone and just let it breathe for a bit? Uh, not on that one. Uh, I have other games I've definitely had to let sit and mm-hmm. breathe um, to, to come to a solution. That one, not so much. And, and what, what you have at the end is really very close to what they signed. Uh, I'll say the wow. two biggest differences, okay, three biggest differences. One, I designed it with eight turns, and they went to seven. And yeah. I think they're right. I uh-huh. think they were right. Uh, I had on the long route, uh, you could have ten things, and they changed it down to nine. Now, yeah. mathematically, ten was right, but the feel people had was it was way more valuable, even though mathematically it wasn't more valuable. So they they, yeah, yeah, yeah. they lightened it a little bit to to meet the impression people were seeing. And then we added the uh, moon wonders because people were wanting something to have uh, more of an aim in game for mm. better replayability. So that was not something we had at all when we started the moon wonders. So, but that's, I mean, that's it, right? The rest of the game stayed very, very similar. So talk, I mean, talk me through, cause one of the things, okay. So, one of the things that kind of I'm fascinated by is the fact that it says it's a simultaneous play Euro style game. Now, normally I'm not used to that. What I'm used to is somebody playing like a Euro, just regardless of what, you know, regardless of what it is and everybody else yeah. kind of thinking really, yeah. really hard about what they're going to do in that turn. Right. And, and the interaction between people is them taking the space you want, generally. Yeah. Right? That's the interaction. Yeah, yeah, generally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and so, right, you, so all of my stuff so far has some level of simultaneous play. Um, right. Right, to me, that's that's just the, where games should be going. 
right? Like mm-hmm. we don't have player elimination anymore, right? That's kind of a no. thing that's not there and, yeah. and, and, and good, right? Um, I'm like, why am I waiting 20 minutes for my go, right? Let's, it's harder to design, but it can be designed so that, right? I don't have as much downtime, right? I don't want as much downtime, right? I, I want to play. So mm-hmm. um, to that point is how do you get that interaction between players yeah with on a euro where you each have your own you know base that you're putting your own people without mm-hmm. it being i'm just playing a solo game and you happen to be playing next to me which isn't what i want either right uh, i i really enjoy hadrian's wall but right when you play with another person you're both just playing solo next to each other right yeah yeah um, yeah, yeah and it's, it's i love hadrian's wall but that's not what the experience i think most people wanted for this so you have to have other mechanics in the game to bring that that uh i don't want to quite say conflict but that interaction between the players so right the bidding mechanic mm-hmm. the taking different routes right because yeah. if if i take the route you wanted that route's gone yeah. uh the market right those uh the the going after the gold modules all that brings that interaction between the players, mm-hmm. but then you get to sit down and do your own little bit of puzzle. You get to do your own worker placement on your own base. No one messes with you. No one right. mucks up your plan. You get to do that right. and figure out that puzzle and then come back and then re-engage with everybody. So um, that that's what I think makes it unique. That's what also allows it to play fast, right? It, it only takes about an hour to play if, if you know yeah. how to play. Which is yeah. right, unheard of for a Euro game. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, even I mean, even the likes of say, you know, say like Wingspan. You would kind of like say, you know, if you get through that in like less than an hour, then you've you're very, very kind of lucky to do that, and that's what's considered to be the probably a very, very kind of almost medium entry level kind of like kind of Euro. So, are you? Is it a case that when you're playing Lunar Rush, you're kind of you're all working against on this one board, and then you've got a you can have a plan to say, right, I'm going to take this particular route, but then if somebody takes it, then you've got to mitigate that by taking a kind of a different thing. So, did you when you were when you were working out in the real time aspect, is there not risks that you could potentially stop a player from taking any kind of action on the share board? Or did you have to take that into consideration? Then? I absolutely took in consideration. So the, the two things I'll say is if you really want something, you can bid higher to probably get it right. Mm-hmm. So you're bidding your victory points. If you really, if it's important to you this turn, go yeah. max bid and, and you'll probably win. Not often there, everybody's going max bid, but yeah. the flip side of it. So, one of the big things I took in consideration is, um, uh, so, uh, I mean, not like this, this matters that we take a little bit of a train to get here, but Ticket to Ride, I would play Ticket to Ride online with Mrs. Hungry Gamer. Right. And she, there's a rule with her I have to keep in mind, which is she'll start building her tracks from two different sides. So I can see where she's going to need to connect. Yeah. If you take that spot from her, just yeah. to deny it to her, you're dead. She <laughs> she will not play with you anymore. If you take it to spite now, if you take it and you build from it, like you needed it for your own track, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. You didn't you didn't deny her her plan just to deny her plan. You you built your own yeah. plan. Yeah, I keep that very much in mind on all the games because I want to make sure that 
whenever I do something, right, you don't get to take that feel. It's, well, they took that, but that's probably because they wanted that. So back mm-hmm. to the root thing, right? If I bid high, mm-hmm. and higher than you bid, and then I take what you wanted, it's because I wanted it, not because I was denying you it, right? Yeah. So so you, you get that that feel of, of, of never quite to take that, that, well, I did it because I needed it, not because I'm denying you it. Uh, and then the other side is everybody gets two roots. So even if you bid, get outbid or you low bid, you still get yeah. two things. And that's some of the times the best when you see someone bid five yeah. and you bid a one, so you, you're losing less points and you still get the route you want because they didn't take the one you wanted. And you're like, wow, you way overpaid right. for that. Boy, that feels right. good to me. But the person right. bid five still feels good because they got what they wanted. They got what they wanted. So as a case of in the middle part, it is like a, a kind of an auction. So the decide it's not a case that it's like just worker placement and somebody kind of puts a worker down and goes, haha, I've got this for this one. They've actually, you go through each of the routes or whatever, and then you kind of decide via kind of almost like an auction what you're going to bid in terms of victory points. And that decides what you end up with. Yeah. Yeah. So the way it goes is, is the round start, you each will blind bid. Uh, your victory points to decide what order you're going to pick roots in. And then wow. you go through a round robin. So whoever wins gets to pick any of the three up roots or the three down roots. And the key with these yeah. roots is the faster they get there, the less they carry. So I can have stuff right. this turn to use, but I only get two. Or I can yeah. wait three turns and get nine. And there's a middle. Wow. So, but it's only seven game turns. So waiting three turns is a long time. Um, so you get to pick. And then whoever was second, whoever's third, right? Assuming three players. And then the first who had the highest bid gets to pick again because there's they're picking yeah. both the up and the down. Um, so everybody's going to get an up and a down. It's just whether you had to pay a lot to get the one you really cared about. You may pay a little and get the one you care about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then then the ships are loaded and ships move, so stuff arrives at the moon. Um, and then that's where you do your your individual worker placement, where you're building up your own moon base, you're putting your workers mm-hmm. on your base, you get to mm-hmm. do your own puzzle. And that's the simultaneous part because everybody's doing that at the same time. And then when everybody's done, people start loading stuff to send down to Earth uh, yeah. the, to sell. And then as things al- arrive at Earth, they go into this market. The market is generally going down as more things show up as, as markets are want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're trying to time that and, and be producing things that are going to sell for good prices to market. And, and that's it. Then you rinse and repeat it seven times. So <laughs> you cannot pretty dismissive, but that's, it's pretty fast. That sounds kind of, that sounds kind of fascinating with, with the game, not being in a kind of a physical format. How easy was it to kind of get people kind of looking at the game and playing at the game? Oh, I mean, right. Height of COVID, it was, everybody was looking for stuff to do on TTS, right? That was fun yeah, and interesting. Yeah, yeah, so that yeah, was, yeah. that was, that was easy, right? People weren't going out to the bars and everything else. So it, that went pretty fine. Um, it, it's a little harder now, right? Because life's opened up, people go do vacations yeah. and everything else. But at the time it was, it was super easy. The only thing I'll say that was a consequence of it, and I'm not sure it could change, but it is, it is a little bit of a table hawk. Um, and I didn't know it was going to be as much of a table hog because TTS, right. The sizes don't really mean anything on the table. 
Uh-oh. I mean, you can scroll out infinitely if you want to. I mean, you can keep yeah. on going and have something right. that's that's literally kind of like six or seven feet across. Yeah, or or I make it really only be like two inches on the table, but because I can zoom in, it it looks like it's big. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, that's the one thing I don't think we had a great appreciation till the first one was made of just like how much space it was going to take. So it, it is a little bit of a table hog, but it's also right right it's not a game you're going to find in target so it's in the hobby space so yeah yeah so yeah. people i so think people will be, be prepared yeah they'll be expecting yeah. they'll be expecting for that when it came to when it came to kind of like tts and then the assets that you had for tts then for things like production and stuff like that did that make that kind of easier or more straightforward to kind of produce I mean, when, when the when the the folk at Dead Alive Games were like saying, right, okay, you need to confirm all the final components. Was it did that make it easier to kind of confirm it, send over the assets and stuff like that, or did did you still did you still have to create a physical coffee to make sure that kind of like everything that was required was there before you kind of so got them to produce it? They absolutely made some physical copies, but before that, I would say TTS made it harder and then easier. It made it harder because Right, we just had infinite bags of cubes, right? Like you don't, you don't, yeah. you don't need to actually count. And, and TTS has such a tax on it, right? Like you don't want to have the cubes. Where like, well, if you didn't put the right, people just delete the cubes. They're not putting back, yeah. right? Yeah. To try to make it play closer to real time. So when you're trying to figure out how long the game takes, it's better to do that. But then when you're trying, well, how many cubes do I need? I don't know. We had yeah. an infinite bag, and everybody deleted them. Right. So then, right, we had to put limits on there and see how that was working. So we would adjust that like, okay, well, this game, I ran out of this and this game I didn't. Right. But then it slowed the game down. Um, So but I think I think a lot of us come up with a good estimate uh, to then when they made the first prototype copies. Right. Mm -hmm. We had a good estimate of how many to start with in there. And then I think there's a little bit more adjustment. But um yeah, I mean, right at the beginning, it, it didn't help at all. Like, how many cubes? I don't know. A thousand? You know, I don't know. People are throwing them away. That doesn't help. <coughs> but right. I can, yeah, but I can imagine that as well, because it's not the one thing you think of. When you're on TTS, as you say, you've got an infinite number if you need them all. But then I guess it becomes, if it becomes like a gameplay consideration. If I've got a maximum of 20 resource cubes that I can use, and that's as a close, like a, as a closed economy, that can have a major effect on the gameplay, as in, you know, if I'm only able to get 20 silver resources in the entire game, then that's going to affect kind of well, like what and, I'm going to grab and what I'm going to play. And because of simultaneous play, you really can't do it that way. So you got to be yeah. smarter than that, right? I can't say, right, because then it would matter who is doing their moon base faster, who grabbed the stuff first, gets it, that, that won't work, right? That kind of defeats yeah. the purpose of the simultaneous play. So, right, to, to me, simultaneous play generally means you just have to think through and, and solve issues. They're, they're a little bit harder to do, but they're still doable, mm-hmm. right? So what we have in this is is not only right sized it where I'm going to say 97% of the time you don't run out of a component. Um, but if you do, right, there's a, um, a little card or a little chip to tell you that, okay, I've moved my resources on here. They're worth double so mm-hmm. that I can return some back to supply. Yeah. And then by doing that, we don't have the problem. Now, again, adds a little complexity, right? But, right, I've only seen it come up in four person games. I've only seen it come up in, in, you know, edge cases where people are 
loading a ton of this, a ton of this, all of at one time. Yeah. So yeah. It, it works. Um, and then, of course, right, if you buy the Lux stuff, then you have even more pieces. So, you know, they, <laughs> you've got they, everything they screen printed and the acrylic tokens yeah. and module cards and, and all that. Because that yeah. was all, I mean, that was all pretty much kind of unlocked at kind of the time. Have you got a physical copy of the game now then, Skippy? I have a deluxe copy in route um, from oh, them. Wow. I, I have I have two prototypes still at the house, but those are those are right different. The the biggest thing between the prototype and and the the final version is they completely redid the art. Well, maybe not completely. They redid the main board art dramatically. Yeah. Um, yeah. They redid a fair amount of the other art, maybe all of it. I'm not I'm not sure. So that's um, I haven't seen that. Obviously, right? I haven't seen any screen printed meeples yeah. or any of the screen pieces or double layer boards or double layer ships. I haven't seen any of those wow. in person. Um, so that must be so I'm exciting, excited. though. To, that must be so exciting to actually have something physically that you've created from, let's face it, absolutely nothing to have it sitting in front of you and saying, well, it's not a case that I wanted this, but it's also a case that several other hundred other. <laughs> people are so kind of wanted this as well and they'll now be kind of playing it. I mean, how does that make you feel? That That's, I won't lie, that's exciting, right? Like when Will reviews it, right, and he puts all these caveats and I still want to remind him when he says, I want to make sure my mom still likes me. It's our mom. It's not uh, not just his, <laughs> uh, to be clear, uh, right? Or, or Mike Kelly, who looked at it, right? I mean, he puts in a bunch of grains of salt because I know him. But when it's real reviews, not real. They're real. They're real reviewers. But it's reviewers who don't know me. Um, yeah. That's when it's kind of exciting to hear. And then when it's real players, right? Um, when, last year at Gen Con, I was doing demos of the game, and I would not tell them I'm the designer because, to me, that would that may change what they say, and it may yes, change it does, what yeah, they're thinking. Does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I would not say that one iota. Now they would often at the end walk by and say, "Well, this was a designer." Right. I'm like, I don't, I wish you wouldn't say that right now. Cause I want to, <laughs> I want mm. them to give me that feedback, but, um, right. The, the, the reviewers at arm links hearing what they think is exciting. I, I hope one day just to see it being played in the wild, right. Like at a con or something and I have nothing to do with it. And, and it's not a demo game or something else. Mm. And, and mm-hmm. dead alive has nothing to do with it and just hear what they say. And then if they say they hate it, I'll probably cry. But, um, you know, I, I mean, but there know, are going to be people who are going to dislike it. I gotta gotta live with that too. You've got to. I mean, you're gonna get your you're gonna get your one out of ten on BGG. I mean, that is gonna be that oh, is definitely gonna yeah. be a thing that's that's bound to happen. I don't know if that's happened to you so far, but it's definitely a kind of a a kind of a thing. The, the one you that got me on, on BGG was someone rated a five for not their theme, and my feeling was like, well, if it's not your theme <laughs> and it's not out yet. I'm sure you didn't sign up to play it at a con if it's not your theme. So, which means you haven't really played this. So you just gave me a five. Like, yeah, that's frustrating, but it's, it's going to happen. <laughs> right? It's just these people. It's just these people. Yeah. I'm looking at the Kickstarter campaign and this is why I'm looking at the others. I've got two screens and it looks like I'm like not paying attention. I'm like, oh. I've got to balance my checkbook while we're, we're talking, but no, but you, you had a lot of, what you would call well-known names kind of doing the kind of the preview stuff, um, including before you play. Um, 
Grant Lyon, who apparently is very funny. So if I, if I, someone asks me what review to look at and I don't send them to Will's, um, yeah. I, I like Grant's. His, his was funny. I think his, his, his <laughs> is real funny. Um, is it kind of when you got Will to do the kind of the, the preview stuff, is it kind of strange to have him kind of doing that and getting involved in the, the um, kind of the project or, or does he help because he's known in the industry because he's known amongst the kind of the media the content creators because he runs the um he runs one of the board game reviewer and media groups yeah yeah and i Which think is, i think dead alive hired him to to help coordinate the media yeah. for this so so yeah. that wasn't i mean it's not surprising for me to hear him uh reviews because i i always he doesn't always want to, but I always end up forcing him at some point to look at my stuff because, right? He reviews a lot of games. He's played way more games than I have, right? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. No, no. Because I'll I'll sit down and design a game. He'll sit down and play a game, right? And so he gets all these games through. So I I want him to look at my stuff. Uh, the two things I'll say is he he almost never wants to give me feedback immediately. He he always wants to sit on it for. A day is how he works. So I just have to accept that, that I get no immediate feedback. Is that brotherly? Is that some kind of brotherly torture? You know, that kind of I don't death think so. by a thousand cuts. Or... He'll still tell me it's bad. I mean, he'll still tell me he'll what he doesn't like. just make you wait 24 hours. He just makes me wait. Like, but, but he consistently does that. So that doesn't... Yeah. Like, that's... I've gotten used to. And then, right, it's... um, um, but But, right, he has so much knowledge from having played and seen so many things. Mm-hmm. um that that's good uh and and i definitely value it and I, and I try to get him to do it as much as possible now he's often burnt out he doesn't want to learn anything new um because he's learning so many other new things that he's being sent for reviews so and i spoke about this about and the number of times that i've played a game and then you're not and then you're like, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take any pictures. I'm not gonna mention this to anybody because it's, you're so in the, you get so used to in the mindset. Like, um, back to when it was like playing Oath, and I only played Oath like I think it was last week we played our first game. Um, but I was playing it with um, with Ian from the, the Giant Brain, and he they, they they have an excellent kind of news board game news podcast which you should check out if you haven't checked it out. And I was like, kind of like. And there was part of the way I was like, I'm going to take, do I take photographs or not? And it's like, no, I'm not going to take any photographs because I don't want to kind of, this is mine. This is my game. This doesn't belong to anybody else. And it sounds like I'm being like kind of, you're sounding kind of like more self-important than you are. But you're so used to kind of like playing kind of games and playing kind of, you sometimes forget that I'm actually doing this. I'm, I'm this involved in the hobby because I really, really enjoy kind of playing games in the first place. I think sometimes it's kind of I can completely understand if 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 Bill saying to you I don't want to learn another game because I'm kind of burnt out from just learning games for the sake of learning games, and also not only learning games for the sake of playing a game or learning a game, but also learning a game and looking at it through a critical eye. It's like it's all very well I understand this, but will somebody else get it? Did they enjoy? Did I enjoy this? Yes, but would somebody else kind of enjoy it? And you kind of get in that kind of thing as well. So I kind of get I kind of get where they're coming where they're coming from. But in terms of kind of like going forward for yourself, the other games that you see you've got kind of like you're in the process of kind of like developing and stuff like that. Do you let 
how 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 much of a part of the kind of the design process is 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 your brother is is he is he involved have you actually considered sitting down and saying let's maybe do a game together let's put a game together and see what kind of happens let the the clash of kind of the two the the right and the left side of the brain let's see what happens when we put them together i haven't yet from that standpoint because i'm not i say i'm still learning the craft Mm-hmm. Um, right. You know, you need 10,000 hours to be an expert. Um, yeah. and I think, I, I think I'm still learning the craft, learning how to, um, do collaboration. I, I am, uh, potentially doing a collaboration right now with a, we're working on it with a designer. He's also the publisher. So mm-hmm. if this works, then ideally he'll publish it later. Um, mm-hmm. but that's my first one trying to do that collaboratively, which is, it's right. Wow. It's a whole different thing. Right, because mm-hmm. when it's my game, I just do whatever I want, and yeah, then yeah, I can yeah. see if yeah. it works, and if it didn't work, yeah. it, right? This one, right? There's discussion. Well, I don't know that that's going to work. Okay, well, you know, which ones do we push hard to try? Which ones do we modify? Right? It's a totally different space. Um, so I think I think I got to get much better before I can get to that point to do something with him. Mm-hmm. In that standpoint, now I certainly would enjoy doing something with him. Uh, no doubt about it. And and he's growing in his own design level of, right, he's done several solo or AIs. Um, yeah. And and one of them, right, is getting included in the um, Cloma reprint. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So so he's growing in that skill set as well. And so that's, that's something uh, I'm looking forward to him as he develops that skill set more and more. Right. And that's probably where it will be easiest. I'll design a game and then have him design the yeah. solo. Right, that yeah. would probably be the easy, but that's a clear breakdown too of the of the roles. Yeah, right? there's two different parts. Yeah, two of different parts. Collaboration. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. <clears throat> and of course, shockingly, he, he's my brother. We can fight pretty well, so so there there, there can be that. So I can imagine that can right in a way that you don't do with strangers, right? <laughs> like like you could you could there's yell at always, your brother. I think there's always a politeness, but I think yeah. there's a kind of a thing as like I I you know it's literally I. I have spent the last, you know, 30 odd years knowing how to really hurt your feelings. So, that, that, you know, I'm a, it's like you're talking about 10,000 hours to be an expert. It's like yeah. I've literally got 10,000 hours of making you feel making you feel crap about being my brother. Yeah. So, you know, let's not let's not kind of let's not kind of kind of do this. It, exactly. um, in terms of Lunar Rush itself, you're saying it's on the boat. It's on the boat. Where's where is it going to be found? I mean, is this you you're going to have? Is it going to be mostly in the United States of America, or is it? Are you are you? Is it going to be as far afield as possible? What's 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 going to happen with? Well, right now it's English only. Um, mm-hmm. No, uh, no uh, uh, foreign distributor has requested it yet. Yeah, um, we're, we're hopeful, and right. So if someone does, then it can get translated. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So that. But while it's in English and right there's there's text on the cards right it's not all symbols, yeah. um, right it's going to be UK right US mm. Canada Australia mm. are going to be the major places you're going to find it simply because yeah. that's where the language is spoken. Um, mm-hmm. There there they did print some retail versions so yes uh, it hopefully will get into some shops in different places. Um, 
they printed more than the backers. So they, uh, they'll have deluxe versions to keep selling at cons oh. or directly through their website. That'd be cool. Um, and, um, yeah, if, if it goes well, right, we've already started working through what the first expansion would look like. We've done some development on that. Um, the big thing the first expansion will do is there's, I'll say, light asymmetry you can add to the game via the yeah. faction cards, but it's a light touch. The yeah. the expansion big thing is it's, it's not a light touch. It's a full-up, everyone is totally different. Well, not totally right. It's the same game, but but works extremely different. You will know your faction is dramatically mm. different than the others. So if this does well, hopefully we'll yeah. be able to do a reprint and do an expansion and, and get even more good things into it. Cool. If if resources weren't an issue, if time wasn't an issue any, anyway, what's what kind of game? What would be your kind of what? What would be the game that you'd be trying to develop? Well, I haven't had to hold myself back on that because I I don't think like a publisher, mm. <laughs> right? Like I can I have some that I would call big box, right? Yeah. That if someone does, right? I mean, if if I had unlimited resources, they would it would it could be like Oath Sworn, right? It'd be boxes of your miniatures yeah. and big boxes yeah. of the bad guys because it's a boss battler. Right. And yeah. there would be dozens and dozens of boxes to go through and, you know, people read <laughs> actors reading the story on, on an app. Right. So you don't even <laughs> have to read anything. Right. Like all that. Right. I had that built right now, whether anybody's yeah. ever going to accept it and publish it that way, or they publish it on the lower end. Right. Um, yeah. Who, who knows? But that's, that's the advantage is I don't, right. I'm not, I'm not Seppi, right. Who's got to worry about turning around and publishing it. Right. I'm just, yeah. just a designer. In that yeah. sense of of then, the publisher has to make a lot of decisions on okay, well, do we do we make this a dial? Do we make this right a dice counter? Do we make this yeah, right? Yeah. I came with what I thought was the best solution from a design standpoint, but that does not equal the best solution from a publishing making money standpoint. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. Which circles back to why I care about what they are thinking about what they're doing, so I can better make it closer, or at least understand mm -hmm. what the trade offs can be and and help advise them. Right of mm. oh well if you switch this this is the consequence but I understand right cubes are cheaper than a dial or, or whatever it may be um, yeah but yeah I don't I don't have to limit myself uh, as I design I that's just one of the things I, I think of as I start on a game you have to limit yourself in some way otherwise it's just just too expansive right there's just too many things so usually yeah, I'll no, try to limit yeah. myself on yeah. right it's it's this style of game I'm going for which is the other thing I think. I do a little bit different, right? Lunar Rush is a Euro. I have a racing game. I have a boss battler. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm working on a, a basically card only game, trick taking game. Um, right. There's, I don't, I don't stay in one field, right? You, mm. you, you, there's some things that carry over, right? Simultaneous play, uh, uh, no hurt feelings when you do mess someone up type of thing. So yeah. those are kind of consistent throughout my games, but right. You're not going to go, Oh, right. It's, it's a, right. A, a bag builder, uh worker placement game that you can associate with certain designers or, or anything else like that. Uh, I'm yeah. kind of all yeah. over the field. Uh, and I like that. Uh, now that may not be the best from <laughs> a getting things signed <laughs> standpoint at this, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I design what I'm interested in designing or 
right? Interested in, in being able to play, right? Most of my things are because I, I see this that's interesting, but I wish it was different. I wish it was like this. I wish yeah, it went this, yeah, yeah. right? I, I wish it went faster or I wish it was, it still had that depth, but was simpler, right? I have to keep mm. hitting the rule book, right? Or I wish I had something I could just break out at the, at the beer hall or whatever, right? Yeah. So I yeah. design for what I want to have. And then, right, hopefully other people will want to have it too. Have you considered restricting yourself right down into like, say, like a button shy type situation where it's kind of like 18 to 20 cards and seeing kind of what you can develop out of something like that? Not quite like to that level. Uh, one of the ones I, 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 it's still being, I'm going to say, uh, uh, it's, it's sitting kind of uh, 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 fermenting right now is mm. one I said, okay, I want a solo game. I want it to fit right in, in a, a not much larger than a normal card box. And yeah. I want it to take up about the space of a seat next to me at the airport. Right. So, right. I, right. I, okay. So I kind of set those limitations. Now I can break yeah, them yeah. right a little bit here or there, but that's, that's about the space. And if I need to go another hundred cars, whatever, I don't, that, that doesn't bother, bother me. Yeah. But, but that's, that's some of the things I do to try to get myself to, to be able to get somewhere. And then if later I say, you know what, I, I needed to change this because it's not working game style, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I've had that it's most usually with, with the, the some of the space things like the uh, boss battler. I had this great idea for that you would be above the ship on one board and below the ship on another board, right? Because space is really, right? you're never just on the, 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 yeah, the yeah. equator yeah. of a ship. That's just kind of silly. But yeah. it just it just never worked. I couldn't make it work right. Um, so, right, the main thing I was starting with in the game had to get thrown out. But a good game came out of it. But the process, you know, had to go down this route. So I do, I don't start as hard as Buttonshy saying 18 cards, but yeah, I'll say like a small deck, right? Yeah. Uh, like the, the one I'm working on now, I said, okay, I want this a little bit about the speed of Scout, the complexity of Scout, a little bit more complex, about yeah. the same teach time, same mm -hmm. table space, right? So. Yeah. Right. It, it's not scout in any way, shape or form, but I, I decided I wanted something in that game space um, to be able to take and play with people. Right. And are you far along? How far along are you, are you with that game? That one, I only started a couple of weeks ago, but man, that <laughs> right. one is, that one has flown. That one, hey, it's simple, right? So it doesn't have as many, Yeah. right? That one has flown together. I'm, I'm, ex I'm very excited about that one. That one, you know, that, yeah, that that's an exciting I mean, one. It's the, it's the creative process for a lot of things. I mean, like I, you know, I have a list of stuff I've got to write up in the middle of like, I'm writing up stuff for the magazine. I'm writing up stuff for the blog. And it's like some stuff I'll start typing. And the next thing I know, I've written 1600 words. And it's just, it's just when it's just a dump of thought that just seems to cohesively kind of stuck together. Yeah. Other times... Other times I'm writing about a game, I'm 200 words in and I'm just like going, I'm deleting the whole thing and starting again because it just doesn't, it's just not work. It's just not oh, yeah. working. You know, oh. I'm not getting the thought right. Same thing. Some games just fly together. Yeah. Um, and some games just refuse to, to coalesce. And, mm -hmm. and I just had to put them on the back burner and let them percolate and let them simmer. And, and maybe I can come back to them and figure it out. And, and maybe I can't, uh, the right lunar rushes flew together. 
right? So far, this this little card game is just flying together. But like yeah. uh, the boss battler, it did not just fly together. It it had a long and torturous. And I'll play things myself, right? I'll try to play it first. I cannot tell you, I'll, it, at least a good eight months. Every version I had, I went to play it myself. I'm like, I hate this game. When I hate my own game, right? Yeah. Like all these things that when I say sound are going to be fun and I'm trying to do it and it's just miserable, right? Yeah. It's the difference between the 30 craft and then the trying to do it. And, oh, I mean, it stinks after month after month that you just still hate your own game. But, I mean, that one just would, would not come together easy. So, yeah. yeah, some of them fly together. Some of them don't. It doesn't mean the ones that flew together are, are they, they came together easier. It doesn't mean that they're better. I'll say this, right? No, 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 no. But uh, no. it seems like they would be, but that doesn't necessarily happen. <laughs> Sometimes it's like a better victory when you've had to fight something through. Yeah. It's like, especially if you're trying to get like a, it's not a, an idea. It's the culmination of getting kind of like an idea and you're like, I'm maybe not getting, I I know what I kind of want to say, but I've not kind of got the right idea behind it. And it's like, I'm approaching a game and I'm talking about, you know, is this game kind of, okay, I'll give you an idea, right? I'm, re, I'm at the moment, I'm kind of like review, I'm reviewing what you would call one of those semi kind of party games that, you know, is kind of like what you would call edgy and in inverted commas. And you can approach it and say, well, I don't like this game. I don't like this game at all. It's like, it's it's just, it's dull. It's not exciting. It's the same thing once you've seen it kind of like five five times. But but my boy, he loves it. <laughs> he can't get enough of it because because he's like, he's just, you know, he's, he's not too far off between being a teenager, you know, a couple of years off. So being edgy and doing kind of crazy things is kind of like that's fun to him if he gets to kind of push the envelope and that's brilliant you know me going well fart jokes yeah brilliant but he's going yeah i can do all these different flavors kind of thing and you kind of so so when it's like when you go back and say well i need to tell people how this game made me feel it's like i don't know if i'm going to make them tell them how i felt about it because they'll think it's a grumpy old man shouting at clouds again. However, if I turn it from a different perspective, then people will say, well, that's, you know, that means that other people that are similar to them are probably going to like it instead of the way that you like it instead. But it's like taking that general idea and then turn it into something. And then I'll write that and I'll go, yeah, well, this is probably more fitting than me saying, oh, this is, you know, if you're into this sort of thing, then well done, you know, but you're immature. Nah, 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 kind of thing. So then, but there you go. All good fun. Um, if people have listened along tonight and they've stayed for the lunar rush and they're fighting, they want to hear about the boss battler and they want to hear about all the other games that you've got out there. Where do you exist on the internet web, Skippy? Where can we find you? I I really don't. I I'm one of these. <laughs> I'm one of these again. Reason I want to be a good publisher or or good good uh, reviewer. I don't right. I do not have Facebook. I I do not have all that stuff. Uh, I I keep a low profile. Um, just are you on BGG? So. I am on BGG. Uh, cool. That works as well. Uh, right. Uh, it, it it's funny. Several people have gone to Will to to get contact info for for my my <laughs> business thing, which is. Right, I'll always say go check out the Hungry Gamer 
on YouTube. Yeah. And and he looks at his, I look at a lot of his comments too. So you can always uh, reach me via that and, and watch his stuff because he's funny. Um, right. <laughs> Let's I, do that. Yeah. I, so I, an, an, an impromptu advert. <laughs> For his for his for his brother's YouTube channel, well, go and it, check out the go and check out the Hungry Gamer. Yeah, well, and and that's 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 where you'll you know he he puts in stuff about what's going on with me here or there, and hey, yeah. go and tell him you want more stuff about what's going on with me. Then then, <laughs> then then I'll tell mom, and then he'll have to do it. We want a sub channel yeah. to, to Skippy <laughs> Skippy News. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll 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 put I'll put that link in the show notes. I'll put a disclaimer to Perfect. say that don't you know I'll do that. Um, if you want to keep an eye on what we're up to, then quite simply go to the internet webs and search for We Are Not Wizards, and you'll find us in all the different places, spaces, faces, um, other things that rhyme with aces. I don't know, but you can find us on. Is it called? I don't know. X. I don't know. X and up and down <laughs> and squirt and spacebar and plubart. Uh, and all those lovely social media places. If you like what you've listened to, go to your podcast catcher of choice and go and tell somebody else about us because that's always nice. If you like what you've listened to, go and say, hey, you want to listen to some kind of ridiculous Scotsman trying to sound professional in his interview podcast and go and listen to this. It's about board games. Well, it's kind of about board games. It's occasionally about board games. Sometimes they mention board games, but not all the time. Do that. And if you have liked what you've listened to tonight, or today, or tomorrow, or Wednesday, or whatever, then go to your go to your podcast catcher of choice and drop us a rating or review. And if you are going to be giving us a rating or review, remember and don't give us ten stars because it just makes me big headed. And uh, if my head gets any bigger, I'm just not going to have any more hair left at all. But at the same time, don't give us one star because it makes us cry. Uh, I sound like Gollum when I say that. <laughs> don't don't give us one star because it makes us cry. Um, give us something in the middle, like a five, because it's average and we're just a little bit average. But the person who's not been average, rather wonderful, rather fantastic, Mr. Skippy Brown. Thank you for guesting, Mr. Brown. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. There's only two more things to do. The first thing is to remember that we're many things, but we're not wizards. Are we wizards, Skippy? Well, are we conjurers, enchanters, magicians, Don't. magus, sorcerers, <laughs> warlocks, witches, diviners, fortune tellers, necromancers, or shaman? Can we be those no. things? No. Oh, okay. The, no. The, no. No, we're not wizards. No. <laughs> no. No. <sighs> Betty William would have said no. I'm just saying, I'm just saying he would have said no straight out. He wouldn't have said no. He's definitely going to see he's a wizard, isn't he? You just guarantee it. There you go. And okay. you do a good voice with it too. Uh, you probably would. Yeah. You must not pass. Um, and the other thing to do is to say goodbye. So it's a goodbye from the 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 kind of the man who obviously checked went onto thesaurus dot com. <laughs> I had I had to prep a little. In the, <laughs> typed in the word wizard. That's it. It's Skippy Brown. Say goodbye, Skippy. Goodbye, Skippy. Thank you, Richard. And it's goodbye from you. Remember, stay safe, roll sixes, make something awful, make something awful. Get yourself in a rush, but make sure it's a lunar rush in the next time. Goodbye. A wizard is never linked.
Nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he means to. 